success, procrastination, imposter syndrome. I wonder if you can relate or maybe you know someone who can. Come and join us on Uplift. Might get it to work. Welcome to Uplift. We appreciate you joining us live or in replay. In fact, we'd actually love to know where in the world you're joining us from, so drop it in the comments. Hi, my name's Sarah Wade. I'm a transpersonal art therapist, co-host for today's show and a social media coach. Love to see you joining us live and in replay, as I just mentioned. Joining me as usual, my amazing co-host, Calgary in Cal- from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, but he's not actually there now, Mr. Niels Russell. Thank you, thank you, Tara. It's great. It's actually great to connect with you and great to be here. I'm actually in Merida, Mexico on a, a self-created uh, uh, writer's retreat. I'm working on uh, one of my novels, so I'm really excited that technology finally decided to work with me. My laptop didn't work, my iPad didn't work, so I'm on a phone. So I'm really excited that uh, Linda is here today with us. Absolutely. So joining us from South Carolina is Miss Linda Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got an amazing women's transformational coach here. Thank you for joining us, Linda. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Well, we get to pick your brain and spend some amazing time with you for the next hour. And obviously we know you, but there are people out there who've never met us, met you before. So I'm curious, how would you introduce yourself to one of them? Oh, well, first of all, I would say, hi, my name is Linda. I am originally from oh. Germany. I live in South Carolina in the U.S. I have an amazing husband and a beautiful son. He's three years old. And I'm a mindset and transformation coach, and I work mostly with women, help them get rid of all the limiting beliefs and the thieves of our dreams that hold them back from any dreams that they have. And now I know what a limiting belief, I know Neil knows what a limiting belief is. I know you know what a limiting belief is because you just mentioned it. But can you tell the audience what a limiting belief is? Yes, um, absolutely. And actually, that's very great because for me, it comes so naturally to say like limiting belief, forgetting that sometimes that's not so clear. And actually, a limiting belief is something that you think to be true that's holding you back. And that can be something very small. That can be something very big. And uh, what I would say is the, the tricky thing about is that often we don't even realize that we have these limiting beliefs and we think like, I don't have anything that holds me back. And then when you actually think about it, there's actually a lot, a lot that can be in the way. So it's worth having a conversation about it for sure. Absolutely. 
Neil, have you ever had any limiting beliefs? No, not me. Never. Not once. Never. Not between the 61 years of age that I'm now and from birth. Never, 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 never. Nope, nope, nope. I knew I was going to be a, <laughs> I knew I was going to be a best-selling author. I knew, yeah, no, like heck. Any I any time that I I get out of my comfort zone and try something new and it's a goal that I want to achieve, doesn't matter how many times how many workshops I do, I always stumble and stub my toe with a limiting belief. It's just because I've never been to this level or achieved this success. So anytime I want to up-level my, my success, it's, it's still like, oh, my goodness. It's a, to me, it's a never-ending journey. Or maybe you have a different experience, Sarah, because, you know, down under and all of that, maybe it just, boom, you were born this beautiful and this, this just happened this way. <laughs> Well, I think being down under, you know, there's like a, a glass ceiling that we, we, we've all recognised and we've all faced and busting through that glass ceiling from down under is really hard because the whole weight of the world is there. And I think many people have experienced that feeling of that weight on the world being on our shoulders and, and going, oh, I want to do something, but maybe there's that disbelief in self or, or something from someone other from someone else in our lives that can help us go, oh, crap, instead of help us go, I got this. Yeah. Is that what you've noticed, Linda? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I had this come up like about, I'm going to say two years ago, because for me, it was almost always clear, for example, that at one point I would be in my own house. And yet I would not take any like any steps on it. And I would just like say like in the future, in the future, in the future. And whenever it came up between uh, my husband and I as a conversation, I would like, yeah, yeah, in the future, like the economy is not right. Oh, what? Wait, there was a limiting belief. Um, uh, financial situation is not right. Another one, right? I'm just not ready. It's it's too big of a burden. I mean, honestly, I, I, I was able to give you such a long list and it would go on and on and on until I realized that it's all nonsense. And you know what? Once I worked through it, because nothing else had to change, it just had to be a change in me. We finally could take action towards that step. And now I'm happy to say that we're actually in our house. Excellent. And I don't know about you, but I know that uh, me, for me personally, that all my limiting beliefs were all because of my DNA. Completely. They were all my, they never were because of society's pressures. They were never because of what other people. It was just, I was born with them and that's just the way it was. Is that the same for you? That sounds like a limiting belief right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like at the end, you can turn anything that you want into a limiting belief. And in my opinion, it comes down to having a good mindset, right? There's so many tools and so many strategies that you can actually use 
to, to get rid of those. And I actually think it's a little bit unfortunate that nobody tells us these things because it's, it's not rocket science. It's not uh, crazy weird. It's not crazy difficult or anything like that. I wish, I kind of wish that these would be the things we would talk about to our children on a regular basis because it would make the world such a beautiful place. And instead we focus more on the technical things and forget about like um, the basics. I've got to agree, you know, mother to mother, you know, we see mm -hmm. our kids grow up with all sorts of books, all sorts of songs, all sorts of, you know, things that we introduce themselves to them to. And the things that I really spark up about are the things that, you know, like guided meditations, I'll put my daughter to sleep and she'll listen to some lovely words that inspire her. And it's a beautiful mm -hmm. gift, I believe, to give my six-year-old. And it's a beautiful gift to give my 40-odd-year-old self too. And I think it's something that we can do at any age. What would be something that, like a way to encourage someone who's just starting down that journey of self-discovery and starting to change their mindset? What would you recommend, guys? So I think to, to start with, it, it can be actually very simple. It can be like a tiny step. It can be as simple as, ask yourself what you can be grateful for because that's for example something we forget so easily and it's so easy to just focus on things we don't have we don't know uh we aren't yet so focus on the things that are actually in your life and ask yourself what you can be grateful for because once you do that you actually realize there's a lot to be grateful for and the beautiful thing about this it completely shifts the energy and once you do that you just, you just, it comes easier and easier. Next time you do this, there's more and you can do as little or as big as you want to go. And um, so it's these little things that you can do. Another great thing, in my opinion, is tell yourself that you love yourself. I mean, when was the last time you guys I love you? Oh, well, I practice mirror work and look in the mirror and literally look into my eyes and say, I love you regularly. So I'm, I'm curious to hear how Neil goes about that. Um, when I run, I am just amazed at my body. And I just, it's just, it's a love fest because this carcass, you know, this machine has carried me and as I'm running and I'm just a Bounded. When I go for a walk, I do any kind of physical exercise. I haven't stood in front of the mirror in a long while to do this, but after a long walk, and uh, it's just like, oh, man, I love my body. I love myself. And I think that just shows that it can come in so many beautiful ways, right? It can be like in front of the mirror or it can be when you do your favorite activity, which may be for you running. Uh, it doesn't have to be a certain way. And I think that's also something great to understand because that opens up so many more possibilities because often we look for the one thing that is perfect. When in reality, that it doesn't need to be perfect because then we just stand still and not going to do anything. So it can be in a lot of different forms and ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just going to interject here. Because I, if you go to my website, neilthrussell.com, you can sign up for a gratitude journal, 32-day gratitude journal. Normally, I would jump this in much near the end, way, way in another 
40 minutes, but because we talked about gratitude, and I believe they're so important to help you be great. It's going to sound crazy, but be grateful for all the little things and all the big things in life. So I've created a gratitude journal, and I it's 30 pages long, and it gives you an opportunity to, to go through for the next 30 days of things that you're grateful for. And maybe it doesn't start perfect as you fill out the journal, but by the time of 30 days, it will be perfect for the way that you need to fill it out. And so go to neilthrustle.com and uh, fill out the form. And I'd love to connect with you there. I love this. And I love that there's so many ways that we can journal, whether that be with words or whether it be with markings or whether it be even with sound. You know, I met someone on the weekend who journals with music. Every day creates a beat that beat represents the day. And I was like, this is really cool. I hadn't heard of that before. And there was a bit of bilateral stimulation happening from the, the sounds that they would make in their head throughout the day that would go on and then be transposed into music. And I think, like Linda's cool. just said, there are so many ways. It's not just one way. So if you, like us, have been on that journey of there's only one way, I've got it wrong, oh, my goodness, I wonder if it would be possible to think outside the box, maybe unzip your mind and, and consider new and unusual things by your standards that may just become your new norm. It may just be an incredible start to the rest of your life because today starts, you know, the rest of your life starts today, right? Well, <laughs> I'm going to make it easy for everybody. My way is always the best way for me. <laughs> ah. Yes. Your way is always the best way for you. Powerful. And it's it's up to you to find what is best for you. And I love that, that Linda helps women, and she will help men too, because as we she, you learn to help people and help people, to find a mission, to find passion in your life. And and when you have a pa living a passionate life, I, I don't know about you, uh, Sarah or Linda, but I find when I'm living a passionate life, life just seems so much juicier, so much depth and color. Like trees to me seem deeper green or whatever heck the color is that they're supposed to be in that particular season. How about you? I feel like that speaks uh, to me so much because it's like the little things that get us distracted so easily. And it's so, so easy to get caught up in the nonsense and the daily to do's and the musts and the needs to, and instead to focus actually on what we want. What is it that makes us like, like smile, it makes us happy, just like you described it. And that's really what I see as my passion, like help um, women uncover this. And you're so right when you say like, hey, she helps men too, because first of all, it will have an impact on other people in their life. But then also, I mean, what I teach is really for everyone. It's just that my passion is with women because I can relate so much to it because I've been there as a mom and I've seen how 
I'm supposed to take on all these roles. And at the end, I was so distracted with uh, the worries and the fears and not feeling good enough and having to provide and be a mom and a wife and myself. And I realized that there's just more to it than just to, to worry and have all this negativity. And once I shifted my mind, and I'm, I'm not saying that before I didn't have beautiful moments with my family. I'm just saying now it's so much more. I, I cannot count it anymore. And that's what I wish for everyone. Ooh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, and I think I'll add to that, you know, we all have our different flow, you know, whether you be a surfer or, or a horse rider or however you get into that moment, make that time to get those ah moments for yourself so you do feel grounded, so you are your best you, not only for yourself and for those around you, but for future you too because you don't want to find you keep on going and keep on going and suddenly you've burnt out and then all, all these other fears and stuff, you know, it all came true. No, give yourself that time to schedule that moment. And please drop in the comments what that is for you. What is that flow moment? And no, ladies, gents, it's not when you go out and escape the kids, escape the chaos and go to the shopping centre. That is not your you time. That is a thing that you still need to do. And, yes, I do know, and I'm sure Linda and, and Neil have met people who, yeah, their you time is at the shops. I'm glad you're taking that moment. But please take that extra moment. So whether that be doing Neil's amazing gratitude journal or something else, take that moment for you. You are worth it. So in terms of things like self-doubt and procrastination, Linda, what have you noticed that you're helping people more and more with these days? a theme to it or is it really sort of wide? Mm, I think it all comes down to self-love and not feeling good enough. And I feel like that is that is the reoccurring theme that I see that we all feel like there is more, that something is missing. And so sometimes my clients come to me and just say like, hey, I just want to be be more me be more at peace that's what they're looking for and at the end they they just look for for recognizing themselves and it's like the little things like we talked about going in front of the mirror and just saying like i love you that was for me a true game changer because i never did that in the past i would do the opposite i would like just beat 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 myself and be like why did you do that why did you not do better why why are you not faster why are you not uh more successful I mean like the story can go on and on and on and instead to just say like hey it's okay where you at right now it's perfectly fine and to build with that energy is a completely different energy and that's what I see with my clients because often they come in with all all the doubts and the negativity and then we can just get rid of it and redirect that energy and use it in a much more productive way. Do you think some of that has to do with being open to receive? Mm, I would say yes. I, I think especially um, as moms, I mean, we're so focused on 
giving, giving, giving. Uh, I feel like a lot of people can relate with like, I'm here to take care of the kids and of the household and I go to work and I need to make sure everything is there for the birthdays. And and at the end of the day, we just like go to bed and I'm like, oh my God, what did just happen? Like I didn't have even like five minutes to drink the coffee because the coffee cup from the morning is still standing in the kitchen and didn't move anywhere. So I would say for sure, it's like about acknowledging that everyone deserves some attention it's it's like you said earlier you're worth it it's it's interesting as society speeds up and we want to achieve more and more and more and more and do more be more faster the ultimate answer that many of us are doing and is doing nothing is coming back to this to to simplifying our lives, getting rid of so much out of purging our possessions, our tasks, our whatever, and coming down back to the center of our being and gathering those that are in your, a supportive network close around us and uh, living with less. Do you, do you find that, Sarah, or, or am I completely talking out of my side of my head? I mean, the side of your head's looking great, Neil. So, <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, it, it reminded me, one of my grandmother's friends used to say, if all you do is collect stuff, you end up with stuff all. And I thought that was really profound. And I heard that as a kid and thought, you know, I, I like stuff. What's wrong with stuff? And as an adult, especially when it comes home, time to moving homes, you know, we, that's a, ten, a time that we tend to purge. You know, we, we're moving homes, whether we're upsizing or downsizing, you know, or we do our regular spring clean. You know, that purge time is such a, oh, this is so good. I don't need all this stuff. In fact, I remember telling Neil, I think it was an earlier episode this year, and I'd come back home from, from camping for three weeks and just how much stuff I had. And it really did feel overwhelming after coming back from nature and after coming back from just, you know, a backpack worth of stuff for a few miles and tents and stuff, how little we actually need and to be able to connect with, with nature and ourselves without the distractions of whether it be social media or phones or televisions where we're realistically scapegoating and stonewalling those that we love just because we need some downtime. It's not ideal, just, is it? I just wanted to prove that somebody thought I was right. My friend Cheryl thought I was right. So for once in my life, for one time and one time only, somebody said I was right. So thank you, Cheryl. The money is in the account. (laughs) 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 I'd love to hear what Cheryl does for her downtime. What do you do? Let us know. Um. We've got a lot of love coming in for you too now. <laughs> That's amazing. You're a great human. Yeah, look, we've got um, uh, Carlene's also saying, you know, in society it holds us back and oftentimes it's a fi- financial resource. And I'm curious to know, do you mean that you don't have enough finances or if there's something else, maybe someone's reading that differently to me? Yeah, Carlene, let us know a bit more. So in your opinion, um, Linda, are you finding that finances are getting in the way of people's living 
circumstances in one way or another? Are you finding that that's causing women to retreat within themselves or is it something else that you've noticed? Mm. I So my personal opinion is that it, it's not down to the finances because I think we all agree only because you have money doesn't mean that you're happy and only because you don't have it doesn't mean that you can't be happy. Does it seem that it's more difficult to be happy and to focus on the good things? For sure. And I feel like that's like the distraction that we have in life and the illusion that, we get, that we're being told that we need to go further, faster uh, all the time because we need more money so we can buy more things. What I found for myself personally was actually when I was in a time of struggle, and when I say struggle, it was probably more mentally than financially, even if financially there was also a struggle. I was just thinking I need a better job, I need to change, I need to find more money, like uh, something needs to change here. And then what really happened was that nothing changed on the outside. And I just started to do like these shifts on the inside and I started to incorporating little tools and strategies for myself. And I actually, the only change that I did at this point was getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning before my son got up and I would just take time for myself for an hour and I would go through gratitude. I would prime, I would um, work out. I would really like clear my body and my mind. So I was laser focused. And what I had to realize is that nothing changed on the outside. I was still in the same situation financially and still my life was so much richer. It was, it, it just shifted completely. Thank you. So did that mean that you were up earlier and bed earlier to create that me time or was there another bargain that you had with your time and how you spent it well funny enough i never considered myself as an early bird like that and then suddenly since then i mean this is the the best time for me of the day when nobody else in the house is up and i can just do what i need to do or actually, I say need, but it's really a want. Because what I can uh, also see is whenever I take the time and actually set it aside, and sometimes that can be like five minutes intentionally, sometimes it's a whole hour intentionally, it shifts the energy and it carries throughout the day. And then the challenges that come along and, and all uh, the, the tasks, they're just so much easier versus on days where I don't take the time and I just jump into the day, which is something I used to do all the time. Because like you mentioned earlier, it's about giving, giving, giving and not receiving. So I would just give it all until I would burn out. And now I can do so much more and I still don't burn out. And I'm like, that's amazing. Let's do this. <laughs> So just a quick answer Cheryl's question. Generally, yes, we see the comments, but we sometimes conversations move beyond, so it's too difficult to go back to them. And the timing, sometimes the timing of the comments um, can come late to us. So generally we do see them and we come, we will, go, we, if we're able to, we'll go back later on in the show to, to answer them, but we do see them. Um, so, yeah. So I heard you use the term prime. So that's a Tony Robbins uh, 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 term. So for our 
viewers that are live or in replay, what do you mean by your priming your day? Uh, that's great. So uh, actually, Tony Robbins is um, the person that started me on my journey. And uh, so priming was for me starting from the beginning, a really big thing. And I actually recommend anyone to try it out. Um, it's on this website, an easy video to follow along. It's, it's amazing. And what it is, it's actually a couple of components. It just takes 15 minutes if you follow along. If you decide you want to do it on your own pace, you can take 10 minutes out of your day. And it's actually about um, first thinking about things you you are grateful for. It can be little things, it can be big things, just three things. And then you move on to do a little bit of a prayer, clear the energy. And at the end, you also think about things you want to accomplish. Because another great thing is about being grateful about what you have. And then also envision what you want. That's another, like the other side and very big component. And that's what you do there. And um, that is actually a wonderful tool that helped me so much because it also gives you the opportunity to really think about what is it that you want to work on. And it can be part of this priming or it can be part of the gratitude journal. Uh, if you just want to add on uh, another question and say like, okay, what is it that I want to long-term focus on, even if I don't work on it necessarily today? And just to put this little thing down every day will make a change because you just remind yourself and make sure that your brain stays on track, even if you don't have the time necessarily to do something every day. Wonderful. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, I, I, um, I really like the, the make you move, you know, sort of stuff. I feel like that can really enhance your, your physical sense of self, which ultimately enhances your mental sense of self. And going forward, you know, we, we have that opportunity to, to, to make our moves and prime ourselves literally anytime, anywhere. And it's an internal thing as we've discussed. So, no money needed to, to feel good, right? In fact, I know one of the most fun things that I used to do, whether as a kid or as an adult, was jump on leaves, you know. There's so much to be said about the sound and the, the kinesthetic movement of jumping on leaves, and I wonder when you'll be jumping on leaves next. You know, Australia's coming into autumn or, or fall, so I'm looking forward to crispy ones, but at the moment they're quite soft under my foot and quite gentle under my foot. And really noticing those little things makes a beautiful difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. I actually, as a matter of fact, I don't jump on leaves, but I have uh, a bouncer here next to me. So whenever I need a little bit of energy, I just get up and just bounce up and down. And it's so funny because whenever someone comes to our place, they're like, oh, that's for the little guy, right? I'm like, no, that's mine. <laughs> That's mine because that's the way I get my energy up. The same way how sometimes I just need to put on a, a little song and just dance around and be silly with it. Because especially since most of us sit down all day long, it's so easy to fall into this pattern of you're physically in the same position, you're focusing on the same thing, you see the same thing. So it's easy to drain your energy. So just to do a little shift and dance around or like jump up and down and it doesn't need to be an hour. It can be like as little as a couple seconds or a song, whatever feels good. And suddenly you have like your focus back and you can actually go even further. It's, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that too, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the start, you know, you could have a lot of emotions, whether you're working with somebody or you're going through something yourself, jumping on a trampoline is really good at the opposite end as well, you know, get it out of your body mm-hmm. and you'll find that you can move on in, in more ways than one. Love to hear if you guys are jumping on a trampoline and if so, when. <laughs> or what else you do to, to whether it be to prime yourself or to calm down after an event. Neil, I imagine that's got something to do with running or bike riding for you. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. And music, music for, for me. Everybody, I think everyone should have uh, an energetic playlist. And within arm's reach at most times, because in my books, I wrote a series of books called A Warrior's Heart. And in it, whenever for a mood change and that, I, I called it a happy dance. I think most people with or without music can do a happy dance. Just get their body, the kinesthetic value of getting their body to move with or without music is so valuable. And really running, jumping, swimming is just a kinesthetic exercise to get your body moving so that the endorphins and all of the the wonderful hormones are going through your body for a state change. Absolutely. Hey, we've got some amazing people who have been joining us in our comments. I just want to say thank you for joining us live. We appreciate you. If there's anything else that you guys would like to ask live, please let us know. There, There is a comment from Cheryl that I wanted to bring up about the, the where women's rights are, especially, you know, we're talking to Linda, who's a mindset and transformational coach. Where do you see women's rights going? Hmm. I feel like, oh, that's a good question. And where are they going? I feel like in general, it's a very interesting transition that we're doing right now because we are opening up our minds to different possibilities in different ways. And if we think about how far we've come and how much further we will go, it's just amazing. So, um it's an exciting journey we're on right now. Great, yeah. Anil? Because um, sometimes the United States leads things that, that, and then Canada follows. And some parts of the states, and this is my own personal opinion, I don't think are really supporting women's rights. So it has me a little scared because... I have two older sisters, I'm married to a beautiful woman, and I don't want their rights in any way diminished. So I truly hope that as we're opening up and becoming more spiritually aware, that the the current trend will switch and we will all elevate together with a balanced, equal opportunity, equal uh, rights um, approach to it, because I believe that really we're all from the same place. We're all from one source and we're all maybe biologically different, but we're, we're all, we're all for lack of better term, but term God's children, universe's children, the one power, the one source. So we're all from one place and we're all going to return to there. Mm. 
That's what I believe, absolutely. It may take at the moment. Yeah, and I love that Carlene said it, you know, finding our voices is really important. And I think that's something that we, well, we, it changes through our lives, doesn't it? You know, the who you were in your teens is probably not the who you are in your 50s, right? Thank so, goodness. <laughs> right, yeah. Finding our voice is super important, you know, and we were talking about before, you know, there's not, not just one way to do that. Again, I'd love to hear whether you're watching this live or in replay. How have you found your voice? What's been that that calling for you that's helped you be yourself? Carlene, I'd love to know what you've personally done. One of the things that, uh, we can, that we, I think we need to talk about is finding your voice. Can be, Another way to find it is finding out what you're passionate about. Finding in your 20s, you don't know. Most people really don't know what they're here on this planet to do. They're here to experience a whole bunch of things. And it's through maturity for many people that they discover that there is a there is a purpose in their existence and what they're and moving towards that existence. And there's nothing uh, it's nothing to say that your purpose is to be the best mother or father or parent in the whole wide world or to the best of your ability. There's nothing wrong with that. But as a, as a child, I mean, as a as a young person just getting pregnant, you may not be thinking big picture. It may, you may be thinking, holy shit, how, what happened and how am I going to raise this little thing? So it's the maturity of finding a greater purpose for or a greater reason for your existence. But Neil, what if you fail? What if I fail? What will happen? Am I letting myself down? Am I letting you down? Am I letting everybody down? How do you handle things like that? Oh, I would love to jump in there. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, when, when I hear like, oh my God, am I Am I failing? Could I fail? Like, is it really the right thing? I love the saying fail forward because oh. it's like, yes, we are going to fail. Is everything going to be perfect? Like, no, absolutely not. But it would be such a tragedy not to try it. And another beautiful thing there is, yes, I totally agree. Like take the lesson. We, we're going to be smarter and we don't going to be be going to do it differently next time and then we can just progress from there and then of course it's it's, it's just going to be like this curve all the time right try something new fail again do it better next time it just continues on and that's that's also the beauty of life because wouldn't it be boring otherwise if everything just falls into place <laughs> right yeah and imagine if you took that that fear of failure as that, yeah, I, I failed because I fell forward. You know, I'm trying to change my life and I'm not just trying, I am. I can see the actions that I'm taking. I can see the progression yeah. forward and it's brilliant. And then maybe, I don't know, reach out, lean forward and pay yourself on the back because mm. you're, you're amazing. I almost swore I didn't, yay me, <laughs> but you are amazing and you deserve amazing things in your life. I'm curious to know what you're working on right now. What are you working towards, whether it be this year or over the next few years? Drop it in the chat box. We'd love to hear. Yeah. I, Neil's working on amazing things on his book in Mexico at the moment. How is your book going? Have you come up with any fears around it? 
my book is the book comes through me. I'm just the the vassal, the person that can type through it, and I absolutely love the the, the process. And I love what you said previous prior to this, Sarah. And I'm going to ask you just to listen for a second. And just everybody on this call, remember, you are amazing. Allow that to sink in. Don't go all poo-poo-poo. Let it sink in. You are amazing. And we as three, know, as coaches, know that you are amazing, but allow it to sink in and to, to, to really honor yourself that you are freaking amazing. And you are worthy of your dreams, goals, and aspirations. I, I didn't know anything about writing a dang book, but I wrote a book. I wrote, then I wrote another and another, and now I'm on book four. And I don't know very many much about what uh, I'm writing on right now, but I'm learning because I'm allowing the divine presence to come through me. It's all great. You're a good human. I love that. <laughs> and Linda, are you working towards anything this year? <laughs> oh, well, I learned that progress is happiness. So I always have a goal and actually several goals. And uh, for one, I'm still um, working as an engineer, actually, while I'm also a coach. So I have a lot of goals at work, which is interesting enough, probably much more than I ever would have taken on because in the past I wouldn't have thought that it's possible. And now let's see where the limit is. And then with my coaching business, I have um, upcoming challenges, um, which I invite everyone that would like to join to jump on five-day challenge to work on these limiting beliefs and get them rid get rid of them. And I'm also working on putting together a, a program to join. That would be super exciting. And I'm just looking forward to uh, what actually the next couple months will bring. It will be good. <laughs> Sounds good. And if you want to contact Linda, you can see her on Facebook on the screen and she's also got an email address you can reach out and catch up with her and find out what she is offering. So, yes, so, I'm loving this. So what are you working on? Do tell yes. us. Well, I've been working on things both in my personal life and in my business life, and some of which I'm happy to share and some of which I'm happy to, to keep to me. And i got to say, I'm really excited about the progress because, you know, failing forward and just moving forward slowly, slowly is great. But at times when we really focus on one thing, we can really take these massive leaps forward. And at the moment, I've noticed that those that I'm working with in terms of their social media and in terms of boosting their confidence and getting in front of the camera has really come on leaps and bounds. So if you, you are curious and coming to join me, find out some more about your socials, getting confident on camera and being the best you you can be, not a cookie cutter coach or not a, not a cookie cutter in general, reach out. You know how to find me. It's going across the screen right now. And here comes another one. In fact, I'll be doing another really, really event next month. So if you want to join me, reach out. Hey, so confidence, is that LinkedIn, do you think, with imposter syndrome and these limiting beliefs? Is, is there a, a link that you would like to chat about there, Linda? 
There's for sure uh, a link. And when you first led into the question, I thought you're going, are going to ask along the lines of is confidence something that you either have or you don't? And it's, it's definitely not because it's all depending on how you see yourself. And I think really that's what comes down to. I myself used to be a very shy person and uh, past me would definitely not come in front of this camera here to have uh, an amazing conversation on the Uplift show. But it's all about training it. It's all about like how I see myself. It's um, actually, I love when, when Neil took a moment and said like, hey, just remember you are amazing and let this sink in. Well, imagine what you can do if this is the, the thought that carries you on a daily basis. And honestly, that's something I, I myself go back to. Sometimes I find myself doing something and there's like this thought coming in, but I'm not ready. I don't think I can do this. And then it just remind myself and take a minute now this is not me this is just my first thought and i personally use affirmations that i that i use each time in the morning um, and i go through and this is what i revert to in hard times because that's truly what i'm who i am and what i am and it's not the noise and like the crazy thoughts and and all these limiting beliefs it's so much more and having such just like a tool like this lets you um, actually build confidence and just progress even further. Absolutely. And we all start from nowhere. We all start from nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, think back to your first kiss, your first romantic kiss, not auntie or uncle or whoever. I suspect that maybe if you got their lips, it might have been great. If you got their cheek or your bit, whatever. But we all started from nothing. We had no experience. And our knowledge of using the first kiss example, it still, in most cases, was still pretty damn good. But add a few years later and a few more kisses, we can laugh about the, the experience, and it wasn't that good. But put yourself back to it. What was it that you propelled yourself to take that risk? And it was a leap of faith. It was something that propelled you to jump off the cliff and do this. And that's like anything new. You have to take that leap of faith, and even though you know nothing about whatever it is, and just go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Neil and I were talking uh, recently about, you know, who we were years ago and how much we've progressed in our times. And uh, Neil's basically saying he was a little bit embarrassed about, I thought that I was good, but I've learned so much since. And I'm curious to know if you have felt like that before. And if so, when? I know that my six-year-old has felt like that before. You know, she's learning how to read and progressively the books get harder and that's okay. That's part of the process. Is that a good metaphor for life? Like that, you know, that, that things may get harder one reason or, for one reason or another, but as we're going towards our passion, as we're going towards creating that future for ourselves with all our desires coming true, is that part of the process or is there a way to bypass that at all? 
in my opinion, it's part of the process for sure. And I think it comes back to if everything was easy and everything was balanced and there's no hurdle, I feel like we all would fall asleep and not very, actually be very happy. So to me, it's part of the journey. It's just about what kind of heart, like, am I working, for example, towards my goal? I do it with passion. It's, it's, it's hard, but also fun. I, I don't work myself uh, until I'm burned out. But that's the other heart we can talk about, right? To say like, hey, I, I just put in everything and I don't take a minute and I, I work, 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 and it's just getting worse. And that's the kind of heart that I think nobody wants and just going to make this assumption here. And that's the kind of heart we want to get rid of. And that's where all the work with your mindset can come in. And there's so many tools that you can use. So it actually seems easier when it didn't change. It's still there, but it got easier at the same time. Mm. Yeah, one of the amazing gifts that I was given um, a few years ago was an empty container. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird, thanks. But the thing was, <laughs> the gift came with um, what they call post-it notes. So every day it was my role to pick up a pen and to write on the post-it note and to share something that I felt grateful for that day or something that really stuck out, stuck out in my mind's eye. And the idea was uh, 365 days later at Christmas that I would have 365 things to be grateful for mm -hmm. in from what was an empty jar. And now our minds will remember nine negative things to one positive thing. So you can imagine, you know, there's thousands of negatives that could have gotten in that jar, but they didn't. You know, almost 400 amazing things went in there that I could open at any stage of the year too, I might add. And I just wonder if something like that would be useful for you or if you've heard of other people doing it. I, I love, I love the, the, the concept of the gift. And, yes, it's a little unusual, but somebody, who, whoever gave it to you, was absolutely brilliant. Agreed. Yeah, it was really, it was a part of my initial shift about 10 years ago. I was like, this is this is gold. Thank you. And if you're watching this live here, thank you. Or in replay, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. and, so, Linda, go now. Sorry. It's amazing. It's the simplest things. Most people don't realize the impact that they have on another. And it can be, if you, it can be anything that will cause the impact. So I ask, if you're going to impact somebody, would it not be better to impact them positively by a simple act of kindness than be the one that they forever remember is the jerk that cut them off in the line at Starbucks and or wherever? I would sooner be the person that impacted positively. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's why I love random acts of kindness pay it forward days and those sort of things. Have you ever done something a pay it forward day, Linda? I have not done a paid forward day. I have actually incorporated in my life. I say this because for me, it's the little things. It's it's like it's like you just said, like be the light in someone else's life. So my goal is to make at least one person smile in, in during the day, 
And usually it's actually um, not one person, it's several per, uh, people that I meet. And it can be at work, it can be on the street, it can be whatever it is. Because it's, it's just sometimes taking a moment, acknowledging the person. Um, a, a fun thing that I love to do is um, is I just ask people when, when I see them, like, hey, how is it? Are you having like a fabulous day, an amazing day, an outstanding day? Usually like I, I just get a like, I mean, what? <laughs> and that's the first reaction often followed with like a little giggle or something. And it breaks the pattern. It breaks the pattern. And sometimes it's just like a five minute conversation that can change the, the whole energy. And suddenly they go on with the same tasks, doing the same thing as before, but with a different energy. And, and that's, that's kind of like what I see as uh, my goal to just have like at least one moment like that. And when I can look back at the end of my day and say like, hey, what, what was great? And there was a moment like this. It's been a beautiful day for me. I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, paying it forward is, is a beautiful thing to give. I know on the weekend I heard of quite a few people who had paid forward gifts. I don't know if you know the singer Bjork, but she's in Perth or was on the weekend. And there were quite a few people who were gifting others tickets to see her in my friend group. I thought it was a beautiful thing to do. And those who went were gifting things that they'd had to others. And even those who didn't have money were gifting, you know, they were gifting their ears, they were giving, gifting their heart, they were gifting the most beautiful hugs. So even if you can't physically give something forward now, maybe just maybe you could purchase a coffee for somebody who can't afford it in the future or, or a meal. There are quite a few cafes that you can go to where if you have no money that they're known, you can buy something in advance for somebody and they can say, yeah, I'll take that Caesar salad. Thank you so much. And it's a beautiful thing. Imagine how the kindness wave can be increased all around the world if we did something as simple as paying it forward. So I'm going to ask again. How will you pay something forward? How will you give that gift? Maybe if it's a smile, let us know. Volunteers is a beautiful thing to do. And, yeah, volunteering is something that we can all do with our time, right? Carlene, what sort of volunteering do you do? Love to hear. Linda, Neil, have you ever volunteered before? Yes, and it's a, it's just for us. So it's for me. It's a way of of being. I volunteered in workshops. I volunteered for a spiritual center. I volunteer for a men's group. So for me, it's just it's part of who the makeup of Neil and yourself, Linda. Yeah, uh, it's similar. Yes, it it actually started back in school when I would volunteer and be like a a French teacher for. Uh, elementary students and then when I was older I was actually we had some migrants in the town I grew up and I was like hey I helped them with German and, and turned into like a, a German teacher for them and realized hey that's actually fun I would never be a teacher like as a profession I have so much respect for every teacher it's just not the profession for me but it's just like the little things and um I have helped out in, in soup kitchen and it's so funny because it doesn't take much, but it brings so much to me. 
because it's it, it just feels so good to just go out and, and give back to whoever that is. And now sometimes it also uh, means uh, a monetary uh, donation and just knowing to have a little bit of an impact on someone else. And uh, it's, it's doing it for others and at the same time for a selfish reason, the reason if that makes sense. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? Giving back is something that I've always done, whether I've known about it or not. You know, mom grew up um, teaching us to pick up rubbish just cause, you know. Yeah, so giving back to the environment or, you know, sitting down and having a chat with a homeless person, I know that makes a huge difference. You, know, you see stars like Keanu Reeves who will do things like that, who've got a lot of money, but they know the value of listening. Yes. To, to do something like that is a beautiful thing. And I spent many, many, many years of my life volunteering in the arts and, and giving back to, to people with intellectual and physical disabilities and mental health problems and neurotypical people alike. Giving back is a thing that I think we can all relate to. And if you haven't already got hair sticking up on your arms, <laughs> feeling the love, oh, I know I do right now. And Linda, we are coming to the end of our time. I can't believe it. Can you nearly look like <laughs> I'm looking at the clock and I said, how is this possible? And that just means it's been wonderful and so comfortable to have you on the show, Linda. I would just like to leave today with a comment for our viewers in live replay that you are incredible. You are an incredible human, and you are awesome. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You are awesome. Love that, and Linda. Ooh, that gives me chills hearing that because I feel it so deeply. I 100% I agree. And I think I also would like to, to leave any listener with this. You don't have to do it alone. I feel like it's so easy to think that it's just us and it's just like one person and, and we have to, to make it through when this is not true. There is so much help out there. There's so many ways. And I also believe that there's the right person, the right strategy, the right technique for everyone out there. And if uh, anyone feels like, hey, um, you would like to continue the conversation with me, feel free to contact me, jump on any challenges in the future. I would love it. And if you decide, hey, uh, this has been fun, but this is enough, I appreciate you because I know the truth is it's all within you. And like Neil said, you're amazing. And sometimes it's just about getting it out. You're amazing. Thank you. And I want to add to that too, that if you're in a stage of life where you've given and given and given, and we touched on it before, I would like to offer you this opportunity to give yourself permission, whether that be to receive or relax, give yourself permission. I look forward to hearing more of your comments over the next fortnight and getting back to you. Until next time, go and create amazing, uplifting conversations and design the life you desire because you are worth it. Talk soon.